Welcome to this bonus edition of Bible Explained Verse by Verse. Today, I'm going to discuss how to forgive. If we can't forgive, we don't get to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Unforgiveness is a barrier to salvation, as the Bible explains in both the Old and the New Testament. Specifically, in the New Testament, Jesus talked about forgiveness, and he said in Matthew chapter 6 that if we do not forgive other people, then the Lord himself will not forgive us. And Jesus also said that we will be forgiven when we repent, of course, only if we have forgiven others. We must repent and believe to be saved. But because of what Jesus said, forgiveness becomes equally as important as repentance. Every single one of us has to learn how to forgive. It doesn't come naturally. And Jesus himself had to forgive when he was walking with us on earth. And he still continues to forgive us constantly whenever we repent. In order to be like the Father, we have to forgive because the Father forgives whenever people repent. But for us, forgiveness works a lot differently than it does for the Father in heaven because we are not God. And this is why a lot of people have difficulty with forgiveness. They don't understand that because we're not God, we forgive by different methods. And it's actually easier for us to forgive than it is for the Lord to forgive, because the Lord won't forgive anybody who doesn't repent. But for us, it's a lot easier than that. I'll explain. First of all, all the other humans in the world are our equals. They are our peers, which means that they're not better than us, but we are also not better than them. And all the mistakes that people make toward us, we also have done the same thing. When somebody offends me or hurts me, I don't have a right to withhold forgiveness because that person is no less than I am. They are my equal. When somebody offends God, God has every right to withhold forgiveness because he is far better than that person. So he doesn't forgive unless the person repents. However, we People are required to forgive other people even when they have not repented. And this is because we are their equal. So it's a chain of command situation. Because we're their equal and we know that we have also sinned, that's why it isn't right for us to expect the Lord to forgive us if we haven't forgiven his other children. He sees all of us as equals. When one of his children refuses to forgive another of his children, that makes him angry because both children are equals, especially since the one who needs to forgive has also committed all of the same sins. Now, you might think you haven't committed the same sins as the prostitute or the drug dealer down the street, but you have had hate in your heart before. All of us have. And hatred is classified as murder by Jesus Christ in the New Testament. It makes us just as guilty as if we had murdered somebody. And I have hated people before, so I have been guilty of murder, and there's nothing worse than that. 
which means that I have been as guilty of sin as the local drug dealer whose actions cause people to die. Secondly, this is the part that I love. When we forgive, we lose absolutely nothing. A lot of people have this emotional feeling that if they forgive somebody who hurt them, then God will also forgive that person and that person will be off the hook. And we lose because we got hurt for no reason and God considers that other person guilt-free. But that is not at all how forgiveness works. When I forgive another human being, that in no way clears them with the Lord. They cannot be forgiven by God until they repent. Even if everyone else on the planet forgave them, the Lord still will not forgive them until they repent. So when you forgive people, you're not losing anything and you're not giving anything. All you're doing is gaining for yourself because you're gaining forgiveness for yourself from the Lord. If you forgive everybody who's offended you, then when you repent, the Lord will forgive you of all the sins that you repent of. You are the one gaining. The other person who you forgive, even if they know that you forgave them, which they probably won't, they still don't get any spiritual benefit from it because they're still not cleared with the Lord. They're still considered guilty by the Lord. You're not preventing justice. People withhold forgiveness because they feel like it prevents justice, but it doesn't. The Lord will still deal with that other person if that other person doesn't repent. And the Lord gets very angry when his children are abused and hurt by other people. He will definitely hold that person accountable. When you forgive people, you're not releasing them from their debt to the Lord. You're only releasing yourself from your debt to the Lord. Forgiveness shouldn't cause you any pain or suffering. It should just make you happy knowing that because you have forgiven, now you will be forgiven by God. There's another misconception that people have that prevents them from forgiving, and that is that they mistake unforgiveness with anger. And there is such a thing, and there is such a thing as righteous anger. Righteous anger is when you're angry because somebody else committed an evil act. You have every right to be angry about that. It hurts the Lord, it hurts the Christian testimony, it can cause other people to go to hell because they'll copycat what the evil person did. Even the Lord has righteous anger when people do evil things. The only time anger becomes a sin is if it's self-righteous or if we punish people when we're angry, which we're not allowed to do. As long as you understand that anger is an emotion, and it's separate from forgiveness, you're allowed to feel angry in a righteous way as long as you don't hurt anyone and as long as you don't judge anybody. If you have truly righteous anger, you won't stay angry. Just like when Jesus went through the temple and shouted at the people and overturned all the tables, he didn't stay angry for the rest of the day. Then he moved on to other things. He didn't hold that anger, and it didn't control him for life. But if you're angry every single day, then that could be a sign that you haven't forgiven them because you can't move on. You're stuck, which means it's probably not righteous anger. 
righteous anger won't leave you stuck. Another problem, and I think this is a much bigger problem that people have with forgiveness, is they think that forgiveness and trust are the same thing. And forgiveness and trust are absolutely not the same thing. You can forgive somebody completely and still not trust them. Unfortunately, many Christians have been taught that they have to trust those who have abused and mistreated them. Otherwise, they're unforgiving. There could be nothing further from the truth. Forgiveness has nothing to do with trust. If somebody has abused you, stay away from them. And if somebody says, you need to trust me if you have forgiven me, well, they're a liar because you don't. You don't have to trust people just because you've forgiven them. I once knew a woman whose husband had molested her son, and it was her second husband. He molested his stepson. And one of the church pastors told her not to leave him, even though the man had not repented, and everybody knew that he was going to molest the son again. There was no deliverance at all. But the pastor basically told the woman that forgiveness meant that she should stay in that relationship. But by staying in that relationship, that would have actually been a sin because the Lord says that sex with your children is an abomination. And that would have also defiled the marriage bed if she was sleeping with a man who was having sex with her own son. In order to stop sinning, she would have had to leave that relationship. Now, she could forgive him completely in her heart, but she still needed to do what was right toward her son and toward the Lord and get out of a relationship that is sexually perverted. But the pastor thought that if she left that situation, it would mean that she was unforgiving, which isn't true at all. Forgiveness and trust are two different things. And it isn't a lack of forgiveness to leave somebody who is interfering with your relationship with the Lord. God loves everybody, and that's why he forgives everybody when they repent. But God is not friends with everybody. And even people who he has previously forgiven, that doesn't mean that he trusts them and considers that person his friend. Likewise, you and I don't have a reason to pretend that somebody is our friend when we know that they're not. Even if you have previously forgiven that person for hurting you, that doesn't mean that you belong in their house or at their party. Another misconception that some people have is that if they forgive others, then they're passing judgment that that person did nothing wrong. And that also isn't true. Forgiveness has nothing to do with judgment. You can forgive and not forget. What I mean by that is if we remember what people have done that they haven't repented of, we'll know to stay away from those people. I forgive, but I don't always forget. If it's an honest blunder, then I definitely want to forget it. But if I know that that person intended evil toward me, then I don't want to forget it because the memory will remind me to stay away from that person because they're going to lead me into sin. We're only commanded to forgive people, which should lighten the emotional load and the spiritual load. In Luke chapter 11, verse 4, the verse says in the original Greek, 
that Jesus taught the disciples to pray, Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. A trespass is when you commit a wrong, but you don't really know you're committing a wrong. When we trespass against the Lord, it counts as a sin because we're responsible for knowing His law. But sometimes we do break His law without knowing because we haven't read His word, but we're still responsible for that. In the Old Testament, sometimes the Jews had to be forgiven for doing things on accident that they didn't intentionally mean to do. And for the most part, most people who have hurt us have done so by accident. They didn't really intend to hurt us, or they didn't intend to hurt us as much as we actually got hurt. Most people don't understand the full impact of their sins. They don't see the big picture and how it can have lifelong consequences for the other person. I know we like to believe that they know, but in reality, they usually don't. In reality, when somebody makes an offhand joke that cuts you down, they usually have no idea that you were even paying that much attention. And they may even think that you thought the joke was funny. And also, when your dad slapped you when you were four years old, he may have forgotten that he ever did it. This is another thing that we must remember about people. They forget stuff. What hurts us for 20 years, the other person forgot 20 years ago, and they don't even know that they're still guilty. The Lord will deal with them, but it's not our place to deal with them. And for every stupid and careless and thoughtless thing that people have done to us, we also are guilty of just as many blunders. Even a drunk driver who kills people, they never intended to kill anyone. We have to have mercy on people because that's how we get mercy. The Bible says that with the same cup that you judge people, that's the same cup that the Lord will use to judge you. For instance, if I refuse to forgive a person for a fourth a cup of sins, then the Lord will refuse to forgive me of a fourth of a cup of my sins. And if I judge somebody two cups worth, then the Lord will judge me two cups worth. The more unforgiving we are, the more unforgiving the Lord is toward us. And this is why I pray that the Lord will have mercy on everybody who hurts and offends me, that he will protect them and give them full salvation. I pray this way out of fear of a holy God who won't show me any mercy if I don't show others any mercy. And at the end of all of those prayers, when I'm asking God to forgive those who have hurt me, I always conclude it with, so that you will forgive me too, God, because I also need your mercy, and I want to be forgiven when I make my next mistake. And this causes me to pray with sincerity and enthusiasm for other people, because the more mercy they receive, the more mercy I will receive. I could be the next driver who cuts somebody off on the road because I wasn't paying attention or because the sun was in my eyes. And I really want God to forgive me and protect me when I make stupid mistakes like that. Just remember that when you forgive, you're gaining, you're getting salvation and approval from the Lord. 
It's his character to forgive. When you forgive, you are displaying his very character, which is what he wants to see in you. That's what makes you his friend. So I hope that encourages you, and I hope you find it a lot easier to forgive people from now on.